welcome back to the Get With The Girl podcast. I'm Serena. I'm Zoe. I'm Christian. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about rejection and how we can reframe our mindset to view it as redirection. And I mean, to talk about rejection, I guess we have to talk about, you know, how it has many different forms. Um, You know, like there's a lot of things that come with rejection. It's not just necessarily like maybe, you know, you didn't get accepted into a college or your crush didn't uh, have the same feelings that you would have thought. It doesn't always have to be something huge like that. I think rejection is a big part of our lives in a, in a lot of different situations. Maybe you tell a joke that you don't get necessarily the reaction you thought you would. And that's kind of a feeling of rejection. I think a way to boil it down is that it's kind of the opposite of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So the feelings of acceptance, you know, when like you feel, you feel happy, you feel like you belong. I feel like rejection is obviously the opposite, but I think we can take those feelings and we can do something different with them instead of just sitting in them and feeling bad about ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree. I think once you break down kind of what rejection actually is feelings wise, so like the shock, the anxiety, the frustration, it makes it a little bit easier to understand what you're going through and come out on the other side. Because I think it's important to actually acknowledge those feelings, like just Mm -hmm. sweeping it under the rug isn't, that's not where you're you're really going to build from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, like those feelings, I feel like you really have to feel them in order to get over them and move on. Mm -hmm. For sure. In the in the short term, though, yeah, those those feelings they they can do a lot of things. Like they do sometimes lower our confidence, our self worth. They make us rethink our relationships. But I don't think that's the approach that we should be taking. We can't not acknowledge that it exists again, like we were saying. But I mean, we can change how we sort of how we frame that in our heads. I think so. That's kind of what we want to focus on today: just reframing rejection into something positive where instead of it being a roadblock, maybe it's a sign pointing us in a different direction, you know? So maybe if, for example, a college you wanted to get to or get into doesn't accept you, maybe there is better opportunities for you at a different college that you wouldn't have even thought of or wouldn't have considered unless that did happen. You know, it's not necessarily just a negative thing. But yeah, like there is a variety of types, like we were saying, like schools, like in your relationships with your friends, it, it, it can be on a smaller scale. So I wouldn't deny reject it, like that it exists. I would just see what you can do with it. Yeah. And I think it's definitely easy enough to say like, oh, just reframe your mindset. But there really are actual steps that you can take once you've kind of acknowledged the rejection to get there, even though it might not seem um, like the best option right away. So now that we, we go into that a bit then, like what would you guys say are some of the strategies then that you can take to cope with rejection? Um, I think one of the biggest ones, once you've kind of acknowledged those feelings, is definitely finding a support system to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, having a strong support system is definitely essential for dealing with the rejection. Um, you do have to do a lot of the reframing of your mindset on your own, but dealing with those feelings in the moment is definitely really tough. So I think if you have people to lean on who can kind of help you through it and remind you that even though you might have been like you said, rejected from a school or from a person, there are people in your life who see you as worthy and who choose you. Um, I think another great like coping skill would be to acknowledge the pain and like grieve the loss. Um, Because I feel like once you feel like the negative feelings that come along with rejection can help you process it. So like journaling, exercising, being in nature, self-care, stuff like that can also like really help you process those feelings and then also just remembering not to blame yourself it's not your fault it's not you know it's not because you're not smart enough or you're unlovable or anything like that it's i think that's a good point to build on i mean 
we can't attach rejection to our self-worth because mm-hmm. those things are very separate. Like, like you're saying, it doesn't mean you're unworthy or you weren't good enough. Maybe, you know, there's some things that, that you can learn from it and that you can improve on, but it doesn't mean that your entire self-worth is, is less because something didn't go exactly how you pictured it. I think like a reassuring thought to have also is that everyone experiences rejection. Mm -hmm. Um, It might not be on a huge scale all the time, but even like day to day, like you said, you don't get a laugh from a joke or something like that. Um, Big and small scale, everybody experiences it. So it's a universal experience. And I think that's why support systems, you know, when accessible are so important too, because everybody does understand it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even if, you know, you don't think somebody gets it in some way, they have experienced rejection as well. These are feelings that everybody does experience. They're consistent. They happen a lot. But the, the what we can control is not maybe the situation itself, but how our reaction is after. I mean, even some, I had written this down a few people, uh, some of the like most notable people we know for making change, they faced like violent, harsh rejection. Like people like MLK, like Nelson Mandela, like they faced harsh rejection, very like, like immense rejection but it's what they did after that what that's what we know them for so i think to define yourself by rejection you know if they did the same thing you know we wouldn't have those changes we wouldn't they wouldn't be such notable figures so i wouldn't draw the line there for ourselves either and i think like using those examples it is a good way to kind of help reframe that rejection a little bit or a first step towards reframing it um, and kind of realizing it might seem for the worse in the beginning, but at the end of the day, it can be important for our motivation and self-improvement, um, like you mentioned in the examples. I mean, for sure, like just in life in general, the low moments are kind of what make us appreciate the best moments. Definitely. If everything, if you're always successful, then it, success isn't really going to mean the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is important that sometimes, you know, maybe things don't go our way, but it's more important what we do with that. And, and that's, you know, what, what we're really trying to focus on here. I think we can kind of, uh, one anecdote I like to think of is like in relation to like a sports team, for example, like, which I guess is kind of topical with the Super Bowl and everything just passing. It's not like the Chiefs were, were always this, you know, this dynasty team that, that won all these championships, you know, every year teams, they, they lose, they go back to the drawing board, they take a different path. They maybe wouldn't, would have thought of, wouldn't have thought of got, get new players, get, you know, make those adjustments and then they're able to achieve success at a different time. You know, it, it's not our relationship with success isn't linear. It's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, is it, which is important to understand, I think. That's a good way to put it. I think another thing too to mention with rejection and something that a lot of people do get stuck in when they don't reframe it sort of is that it kind of manifests itself as fear and it stops us from doing the things we want. Or it's like just in those examples where I mentioned before, like if if those people let it stop them, if they let it define them, then they wouldn't take the action that they wanted to. I mean, I anyone listening, and I'm sure you you guys as well, there's a million times where you can think of where you wanted to do something, maybe maybe a career related in, in your in your schooling, maybe with somebody you were just interested to talk to and you chose not to because you were just scared of what would happen or where that would lead. But um, I think it's important that we do take those chances and we embrace fear or embrace rejection because, you know, it, it's, it's again, like, like we were saying, it's not inherently a negative thing. It's something that can help us improve and, and is good for our motivation and self-improvement. I feel like rejection is also good in helping us grow mm-hmm. as people and also in whatever we're pursuing or whoever we're pursuing. Um, because if we get rejected, in some way and we just 
stop because we're scared. We're just going to stay the same pace, the same ability level. If we're talking about like sports or something, um, instead of growing and becoming better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like definitely rejection and taking risks go hand in hand. Like even personally in my life, I've like had a falling out with friends or maybe I've tried to become friends with someone and it didn't work out. Um, and then later down the line, I've met people who I clicked with a lot better. And it's so like when one opportunity closes, like another one opens mm-hmm. and they go hand in hand for sure. It's a classic saying, right? Like when one door closes, another opens. So <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I mean, but still, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's a good explanation for it. Um, and, you know, again, like saying all this is not to downplay the severity of how much rejection does affect us. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people do get stuck in that like if something doesn't go right for them like it's easy to take an action like it's it's easy to not take those risks to not do the things you want to do because you're because you're scared of rejection and it, like it's a very common problem like for a lot of people so we're not trying to downplay that like i had even seen uh in some of research in my own time that there are studies that say like even beyond like the emotional stuff like there are regions of your brain that are even activated for physical pain that are also activated when you're rejected. Like it's, it's a very, it's a physical problem. It's a mental problem. It is something you feel very strongly. So I'm not saying, we're not saying that all of a sudden, you know, you get rejected the next day, you're going to be like insane. You're going to change everything in your life. No, but we can take small steps one at a time to reframe our thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think once you start to reframe your thinking, then from there you can sort of maybe you'll be more comfortable being rejected, you know, and, and and taking those steps that otherwise you wouldn't. Yeah. I think once we become more comfortable with those emotions, as uncomfortable as they are, once we sort of realize where they stem from and why we're feeling like that, it does make it a little bit easier to kind of get out of a rut when we're stuck with um, rejection. I, I, I also seen this, um, this guy, I forget his name, but he runs this thing called rejection therapy. And he had a TED talk where for like a hundred days, he was getting rejected, like on purpose, like, like a, wow. about a bunch of things. Like he'd go to like a burger joint and he'd say like, can you guys give me a burger refill? Like knowing that they're not going to do that. But he did it on purpose because again, like, like you were saying, it's a thing about comfortability. Like you can become more comfortable with, with rejection. It's not, it doesn't have to be like, this thing that that is again connected to your self-worth or how like for school how smart you are if you didn't work hard enough or in a relationship that you're not attract like attractive enough or with friends that you're not interesting enough like that's not these are two very separate things and i think that line is blurred like way too much and way too often for a lot of people mm-hmm, definitely yeah i mean rejection is definitely a process of first understanding and then kind of using that understanding to grow from the place that you are. Um, And then of course the cycle is going to repeat because rejection is inevitable. It happens in all aspects of life. Um, But just knowing that the next time maybe you're a little bit more prepared or you feel a little bit more comfortable um, with those emotions is still growth and still something to be proud of. Also with this type of time of year, I know that uh, applying to different schools and programs is something that's really popular and people people are getting a lot of responses back and that can also come with rejection so i think that's definitely a topic we should talk about because it's Mm -hmm. so common and definitely for youth it's something we experience yeah so i mean we have a couple things we want to discuss for strategies on how to deal with that i mean again like obviously rejection isn't what we want i mean that's pretty self-explanatory we 
when we're applying for these schools, maybe we put this idea in our head that we have this thing, like thing that's going to go exactly how we want to. But I mean, the reality for a lot of situations and a lot more than people even necessarily want to admit sometimes is that it doesn't work out like that. And, you know, maybe you see people around you and it seems like everything's working out for them, but I'm sure they've experienced that in, in different ways or maybe even the same way and they're just not open about it. So, you know, it is genuinely a huge issue around this time. I, Again, actually, I feel like issue is the wrong word, but it, it definitely is prevalent. So I mean, some of the things we wanted to talk about. When it comes to applying to schools and getting ready for university or college, um, I feel like rejection is a big part of applying because you apply to so many different schools, you might not get in. So I feel like a big thing is just not take it personally and don't blame it on your intelligence level um because maybe the program is just full you know like that was a big thing with my programs they only let in a certain amount of people um so taking stuff personally definitely try not to and i mean yeah like especially for school like you have to realize like these programs are huge they're full of so many people like there's so many things that go into all of this like it could be a reason that you didn't get accepted and someone else did it, a lot of the time it has nothing to do with who you are your mm-hmm. grades it has nothing to do with that yeah. so i think it's important again that we don't tie that kind of thing to our self-worth mm-hmm. yeah and i think being just aware of that from the get-go and just like keeping your mindset separating the two um right from when you apply is going to help with the whole process um and also for things like waitlist like you said everything is just chance it mm-hmm. depends on your place on the waitlist it depends when you submitted your application like a lot of the stuff really is just up to chance like i know so many people coming out of high school that like are geniuses like they're so smart but you know maybe things didn't, still didn't pan out for the way like the way they thought that it would when they were applying cuz again like it's it wasn't about their intelligence or who they were there's just so many other factors so if they were to sit there and say oh, like it was, I'm not smart enough. I didn't work hard enough. Then they're really downplaying themselves in a situation that was out of their control. Yeah. And with one of my friends as well, like she's very intelligent coming out of high school and she applied to one of her top schools and she didn't get in. Um, So she decided to just take the year work, you know, like, I don't know the word. And I'm sure even that though, there's like a bunch of valuable lessons that came from that time. Like even, you know, like maybe the plan was originally to go to school, but maybe working gave her extra funds that she can use. It gave her some extra professional skills that she wouldn't have had otherwise. So, I mean, it still is valuable. Yeah. So after um, the year of her working and researching and educating herself, she ended up reapplying after her gap year and she ended up getting in. So, I mean, that's just another thing. Like it wasn't, it seems like a roadblock, but maybe it was just a sign in a different direction. And there are skills that she got from that. There are, that's a part of, you know, her life, her path. And it isn't maybe what she expected, but it's also shouldn't bring down her self-worth. It shouldn't mean more than it is, you know? So. Yeah. And I think also like a big thing with that goes hand in hand with rejection is kind of comparing yourself to other people who may be got a position you wanted or their pathway looks a little bit different than yours which but is like it, huge around like yes, school time as well especially with school yeah a lot of time you're applying to even the same programs as some of your friends and stuff so yeah so i think just kind of acknowledging that not everybody's pathway looks the same and not everybody's going to have the same process to get where they need to go is a good mindset to have as well so that if you do face that rejection it's not um, going to throw off your whole life course you can just remember that maybe there's another opportunity waiting for you.
So something that I learned in school that has really helped me and a lot of my friends with dealing with rejection is called the circle of control. So what the circle of control is, is essentially three different circles in which you put different situations of your life into. So the first one is things that you can control and you can influence. The second one is things that you can't control, but you can influence. And the last one is things that are completely out of your control, something you have no influence on. So when I put my different situations that I experience into these different circles, it helps me realize that this is something I can't control. So it's not something I need to stress over and completely change the course of my life over. But if it's something that I can control and can influence, then that's something that I'm going to work towards and better. And it's important to make that distinction, right? Because there, mm-hmm. there's, there is a million things that like, like we were saying with the school, like it's easy to blame yourself that you didn't work hard enough, but you mm-hmm. know, sometimes those things are out of your control. What you can work to do is do your best while you're in there. And, and that's it, you know, from there on, it's just how you react to that situation. Like your friend, she went to work, she was productive for that year. Mm-hmm. She reapplied and you know, she, she made progress towards your goals. Her mm-hmm. path maybe didn't look exactly how she like would have wanted it to or expected it to, mm-hmm. but you know, she still made that progress. So it's important to make those distinctions for sure. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that that coping um, mechanism in general, like just having a visual way to sort down those thoughts can be really helpful. Cause if you're just sitting there or mm-hmm. if you're talking to someone, sometimes you can't um, get down every thought and just to see visually into groups, what you can and can't control, that makes it a little bit easier to kind of understand in your brain. And that's kind of even like journaling in general. Like how many like, like psychotherapists, therapists, whatever, recommend journaling and Mm -hmm. getting down your thoughts. Like it's important to have that visualization. So actually that's a, I really like that idea. Yeah. And I feel like personally, when I write down things or when I'm journaling, I get, I have a lot of like realizations and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I was thinking that until I Mm -hmm. wrote it down on a page. So definitely super helpful. And I feel like journaling is good too. Say like, if you don't want to talk about the specific situation that happened, you can talk about it like on paper. Mm-hmm. So you're still getting it out of, mm-hmm. like and off your chest, but you're not having to tell other people about it. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Cause a lot of, a lot of people maybe don't feel comfortable talking about that, mm-hmm. even though we are saying to reframe it again, like it's not that easy to just, it does take time and mm-hmm. it does take a lot of thought. So to get that down on the page definitely gets that going. Like, so I think that's definitely important. I seen this, uh, this podcast to, um, the guy on there was talking about like how, like this kind of off topic, but how writing like is thinking to a degree, like, Mm. you know what I mean? So if you know how to write and you know how to think, like they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're writing down your thoughts and stuff like like, that is helping generate the way you think about it as well. And so Mm. it gives you more control over that. So if you do, if your goal is to reframe rejection into redirection, maybe writing that down and writing where you can go and how you feel about different things and different angles that you can take, it's important. It, it helps to structure it for sure. And I feel like a good um, like way to do that also is maybe if you're journaling to set up some prompts that kind of force you to reframe your mind a little bit, like instead of saying like, how did you feel about this? You could say, for example, how is this going to help me in my future? And kind of, by, like you said, by writing it down, you can kind of change the way you're thinking a little bit. And I think also with journaling and anything where you're writing something down or visual to look back on it too. Like if you experience rejection and you write this journal entry about it, and then you go on with your life and maybe you face rejection again, looking back and kind of seeing how you felt and how you dealt with it can be super helpful in um, getting through it again. So again, it just makes you more comfortable with it for sure. 
Yeah. It's like the more you do something, it's not like you're going to get worse at it, right? It, it's <laughs> it's pretty simple rule across everything. I, I think we change that for rejection because we are so scared of it. So in our heads, it's like something you can improve on because it's just, it goes hand in hand. Like you think rejection is just negative feelings and that's what it is. But again, if we look to reframe that and we, and we do realize what we can control and how we can look at it, then you know, it changes, it changes a lot. And I think it's also really motivational too, to like look Mm. back and see how maybe upset you were over something, which are all valid emotions, of course, but like to look back and see how upset you were were over something. And then to view yourself in the present and see that things worked out. Maybe you took a different opportunity and ended up working out. Um, It's just very motivating to see like you can be in a bad place, but you can end up somewhere totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about school in specific as well, just to kind of loop back there, I think, yeah, again, like it is important to just keep putting yourself out there. Like mm-hmm. if even if one one college or one university doesn't necessarily give you the response you want, maybe another will. And again, like that's it, it is different. It is a different path than what you maybe would have thought of, but it could be even better for you like that. Maybe that's where you meet some of some of your closest friends. That's where you learn from some of the, some professors that really say something that changes your life that otherwise you might not have heard, you know, so it's it's uh it's definitely important to keep putting yourself out there and like that goes with school just like it would go with with romantic relationships for example i think you know some some maybe you don't get the result you want with some people and like for a lot of people that makes that makes you not want to take that action again but i mean if you do want to find like that person or you want to have those experiences you have to put yourself out there and just sort of all facets of life like relationships work school like everything mm-hmm. And I think like a step that may, like we've talked about a lot of positive things we can do to kind of make us feel a little bit better, um, reframe our mindset. But I think a step that maybe is not necessarily as comfortable is gaining perspective from the rejection. So if we're looking at it, like you said, in the context of school, maybe just taking a critical look at was my GPA where it needed to be to get into this university or college? Did I have enough experience? Not necessarily looking at it as I didn't have enough, but just reflecting and using that to help you grow and help you maybe reapply for next time. Um, It might not be the most comfortable process, but like we mentioned, it's important for growth and definitely something that we need to consider. That kind of ties back to one of like to what we were saying at the beginning. I mean, rejection at the end of the day is a source of motivation. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the even again, stories you've heard from celebrity success or or even just people you know, like it didn't come from them just instantly trying something and getting lucky. If it did, success wouldn't really mean anything. Your improvement wouldn't really mean anything. Yeah. You know, like the the things that you that you work on for yourself, you know, it, it wouldn't have that same uh, emphasis. So it is important that we do sometimes take a step back and gain perspective from it again, like not to tie our self-worth to it, but just to see what we can improve on and what we can control. And I think you're right. Like just in general, like we need to have those negative feelings to be able to appreciate the positive ones. And we need to know how to um, navigate and work through them all. So you're totally right. Success doesn't mean much unless you've had um, maybe the rejection, the growth, the experience to get there. So yeah. I mean, simply like it, you just, you have to lose to win. Like that's yeah, just, that's just yeah. how it goes. I had written down this quote from Michael Jordan just cause I thought it was pretty applicable. Um, so he had actually been rejected as a basketball player in high school because at the time he was too short, apparently didn't have the skills. 
and you know even something like his height like that's something you can't control so if he had attributed that to his complete self-worth and given up on the sport like obviously you know we wouldn't have arguably the best basketball player of all time so it's like you know so you can't you can't do that but he said um i can i can accept failure everyone fails at something but i can't accept not trying at the end of the day even in basketball and that's like a frame of reference i guess um you miss seven shots, you hit three and you know, th- those are still important. Like even baseball players, like they'll, they'll miss seven at bats, they'll hit three and you're in the all-star game. Like, you know what I mean? It's still, it's still important. Like it, not like I rarely, I, I don't know any baseball player that's hitting every, every at bat they're at. And it's the same, it's the same for life. Yeah. Even like applying for jobs, you don't just apply to one job. And then if you get rejected, it's the end of the road, you apply to a bunch and you kind of mm-hmm. see like, which one's going to work the best. You might be rejected from a few. You might get accepted to a few. Um, there was one quote I also found online that I thought was very applicable to the idea of rejection and kind of reframing our mindset. And it was the only way out is through. Um, kind of just tying on everything we talked about, just knowing that rejection is universal and it's a part of our success and our growth. And the only way to get to that success is to go through the journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we just wanted to thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. And if you had any ideas or feedback for us, um, you can reach us at our social media pages at The Grove Hubs. And if you ever need to use any of our drop-in services, you can visit any of our sites um, in Guelph, Palmerston, Erin, Fergus. And we also just opened a new location in, uh, in Guelph at Woolwich. And we just wanted to sign off with the reminder that Rejection at the end of the day can be seen as a roadblock or a signpost that's heading us in new directions. And we just have to do our best to reframe it and embrace it when it comes. 